Financial stress is simply awful. It's an emotional weight that impacts your physical and mental well-being. Today, we're going to talk about some strategies that will decrease financial stress in your life. Welcome to Money Tip Tuesday from the Making Money Personal Podcast. Financial stress is an emotional weight that impacts your physical and mental well-being. It causes sleepless nights, intense arguments, and marriage partner issues. Money problems are still among the highest contributor to divorce in the United States. I have suffered from financial stress and I have experienced all of its negative impacts. The good news, life got better for me and for us because of my husband and I took critical steps to reduce financial stress. And I wanna share our strategy with you and hopefully it will help. The first step that we did is budget, budget, budget. Here's the thing. Once you write down all your expenses line by line, you start to recognize where your money goes every month. Even if you can't stick to a budget, you'll know where your financial shortcomings are. Once you've identified these shortcomings, tackle each area. For example, my auto insurance rates went through the roof when I added our first teenage daughter to our policy. So I started shopping auto insurance and after two calls and about two hours, I saved $820 annually on my auto insurance. This can be a time-consuming process, and you want to make sure you have your current policy available with coverage limits so that you're comparing apples to apples. If you can save money, then it's time well spent. Budgeting tools, including webinars and budgeting sheets, are available on Triangle Credit Union's YouTube channel. Our budgeting tools are a great resource because they have line-by-line expense listed, which will give you an idea of which items should be in your budget. Be truthful with yourself about your spending habits. And unfortunately, sometimes the truth can hurt when you're going through this process. The second step is reducing your spending. And you want to do this in as many areas as possible. Look at service areas such as internet, cable, subscriptions you might have, gym memberships, and utilities. These are areas that you can shop every couple of years. Our cable company keeps developing new service packages, which are more affordable because they have to stay competitive. So we have a conversation with them almost every year. And guess what? Our cable internet combo has reduced in price from year to year. We did this with our cell phone provider as well and found out that our new cell phone company was owned by a larger provider, but offered a lower priced option. We switched and are saving about $25 a month and using the same network. Reducing your spending is really part of your budget process. When you budget, you'll have a better grasp of spending habits and be able to identify where you can cut costs. Groceries are a big issue. The price of groceries keep going up, but our consumption doesn't. Take stock of eating habits and what you could do without. This may even help your waistline. Truly the best strategy for reducing spending at the grocery store is meal planning, and creating a list and only picking up those items that are on your list. Discuss a spending and saving plan with your spouse or partner and then work on it together. It is so frustrating when one person is a saver and the other one is a spender. The key is communication. I was the bill payer in our family, which meant I knew what we had to pay out each month. This was a great catalyst of anxiety for me. I told my husband, we need to create a budget and stop our spending for my own well-being. This step makes you extremely vulnerable, but it's a critical step to financial recovery that is important to you and your relationships. The key is to share concerns and issues in a respectful way. Otherwise, you're just two people having an argument about money and you don't want that. 
Ask your spouse or partner if they have any ideas on ways that the two of you can reduce spending. If he or she comes up with a solution, there'll be more buy-in to your plan overall. The third step is assessing your income. If you find that you've cut your budget as much as possible and you're still in the red every month, meaning that your expenses are exceeding your income, then you may need a larger shovel to dig yourself out of financial stress. A larger shovel can mean higher income on your current job, which means that you may have to have a conversation with your manager about how you can increase your pay. It may mean that you should look for a new job or you might need a part-time job. Some occupations allow you to work multiple shifts. This is particularly true in the healthcare industry, so that's an option as well. If a part-time job is the answer, you should look for one that you enjoy. For example, if you love to read, work at a bookstore. If you like gardening, look at your local nursery. Step number four is creating an emergency fund. An emergency fund covers emergencies. I know it's really like mind blowing, but you should start off with an attainable amount that you can be achieved within one or two months. So that could be anywhere between $750 to $1,500. This is not your, I want to go out to dinner fund. This money should be set apart, but easily liquidated and available when you need it. A money market or an online savings account is a perfect place to park your emergency fund. Financial emergencies are for car repairs, ER visits, a hot water heater if it breaks. You kind of get the idea, right? Once you pay off your debt, which is what we're going to discuss next, then you can go back to this item and work at a fully funded emergency fund with 6 to 12 months of living expenses. The peace of mind that comes with a fully funded emergency fund is priceless and well worth any hardship and financial sacrifice. Our last step is to pay off debt. Being in debt or indebted to your credit card company can create stress and anxiety. And trust me, this I know. Once you set your budget, try to allocate extra money each month toward paying off your debt. Many financial counselors recommend the debt snowball method, which is paying off your smallest debt first. And once that debt is paid, apply any money that you were, that you were putting to that to the next smallest debt and so on until your debt is paid. Others recommend the avalanche method, which is the same principle, but paying off your highest interest first. So once the debt is paid, start paying on the next highest interest rate debt and so on until all your debt is paid. Debts and payments steal our biggest wealth building tool, which is our income. So tackle your debt now and free up your income to build a financially lucrative future. Remember, when paying off your debt, it's best to throw any extra money you have each month to your debt and pay down that principal as much as possible. We offer more information about debt-free living on Triangle's YouTube channel. Just search Financial Freedom, Your Path to Debt-Free Living. If you get a chance, watch the webinar. The webinar goes into greater detail about setting up a path and getting out of debt. And if you don't go down the right path, then you'll be end up spending way too much time living aimlessly. Remember, share your plan. Keep accountable and talk about your situation with a safe person who has your back. Preferably someone who is smart about money. Work out a plan and work the plan. Sometimes we just need a push and other times we need a shove to keep going. It will take time, but you didn't get into debt overnight, so you shouldn't expect to get out of it overnight as well. Share your own strategy with an accountability partner, someone who's going to cheer you on. Thanks for listening to today's Money Tip, and thanks to our sponsor, Triangle Credit Union. If you have any questions, comments, or other tips that might be helpful to our listeners, email us at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. 
Be sure to follow us on Facebook page and subscribe to Making Money Personal Podcasts wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.